this gets to be an opportunity for you to enjoy your life a little bit and see what it feels like to have one part of your life, maybe, where you don't have it all together, where you're um, a human becoming. You're just figuring it out. And that love and that sincerity, it just breaks through the noise. Hey guys, it's Kempi Heller. How are you? I have really had an intense week. We moved into a new place and it's amazing how like we all have these patterns where our story shows up and it's crazy. When, when my husband and I got married, the videographer asked, what are you most looking forward to? This was at the wedding. And I said, I just want to go home because all I had wanted as a little girl was a feeling of hope. And my parents had such a really hard marriage and then got divorced. And it's amazing because every time I am somewhere that is supposed to be home, I always wind up finding some evidence or reason why I should move. And this time it really broke me. Like this time... I really could feel that that was like a trauma response. And so I am processing that and it has been exhausting, but also it is illuminating. You know, I feel like when these things happen, they give us wisdom if we're willing to be aware. So stay tuned because I find it also fascinating and uh, I'll keep you posted. So next week, starting Monday, where I'm going to be doing a free training, four days of a boot camp on how you can start your own successful podcast or how you can grow the audience of your podcast. If you want to join me, it is free. You can go to kathyheller.com slash bootcamp. I'll be live Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon. It's going to be so much fun. There's a bunch of giveaways. As soon as you enter the boot camp, you'll see a giveaway right away for a Yeti microphone and Beats headphones and a Mark Jacobs bag. There's a lot of fun stuff. So go grab your spot. If you've ever thought about podcasting or even just if you're curious, like how was I able to start this podcast and grow an engaged audience and monetize it? I'm going to teach you all of that. Go to kathyheller.com slash bootcamp. On today's episode, you're going to hear a preview, which is a little bit about podcasting. So you'll get a sense like, does this light a fire in me. Is this something I want to learn more about? We're going to go through some of the blocks that can come up that keep us from, you know, going ahead and starting a podcast. And I think that this is pretty universal stuff. So I hope that this will be helpful and inspiring to you. All right, take a listen. I'm so proud of you. You know, we started this launch with 12,000 people, 12,000 people who raised their hands because they want to say something, because they want to do something. And then there was just us. There was just us. And so I am deeply saluting your courage. It's so beautiful and it's so important that you use your voice, that you tell your story. It is so important. And um, it's amazing what that can do. It's incredible 
and not just telling your story, but listening, really listening to other people. We've lost the art of listening. And when we really listen, there's no one you wouldn't fall in love with if you actually listen to them. Not one person, I promise. And what we do as podcasters, if we're really, really in this for all the right reasons, is we learn how to listen. And we learn how to make space. And we learn how to be silent. And in that silence, we create the most powerful, the most powerful exchange. And um, I want you to really see what's possible. I'm just one person, one person who had the crazy idea to start a podcast. And now it has reached 40 million people. And it's a tiny, 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 tiny speck of a dot on a very big world. And for those people, it seems to be making a difference. And you're going to do that. And on my podcast, Guy Raz is on the podcast. He is a mentor of mine. He has a podcast called How I Built This. He has also six other podcasts. And one of them he just launched is called The Great Creators, where he sat down with people like Ryan Tedder and Stephen Colbert and all kinds of creatives. But what's really powerful is to think about a model, that being a model. You know, Guy is one of the top probably five podcasters in the world. He reaches hundreds of millions of people a week. He has more of an audience than probably any television show on TV right now, probably many shows combined. And um, he said something so beautiful, and it was about what I just said, which is, I said, what makes a podcaster a great podcaster? And he said, it's really what makes anyone great in a relationship, which is the space you make for the person, really actively listening. And I think we need to remember this because we can get so caught in ourselves. We can get so worried about how we sound, what's in it for us, what's this going to look like. And when you turn the table and you know that every time you get on that mic and every time you sit with someone, and even if you're not sitting with someone, you're sitting with your listener. If you're making the show for your listener, if you're thinking about their pain point, if you're sitting and interviewing someone and you forget the notes and you forget your questions and instead you just listen and it's like an improv. You listen so well that you piggyback on what they just said. And you don't just listen to hear the words. You listen to read what they feel and you double down on it. What happens is something so magical that it can't not spread. And that's what I believe happened in any good show, including my own, was the just actual, true, genuine wanting to make space for the people who need that space. For my listeners who need their voice heard, whose voice is heard through me being an ambassador for their pain, for their questions, for their deep longings, and for the guests that I have in really wanting to champion them and really wanting to shine a light on who they really are, what they really have to say, and what they really have to say that they might not have even thought they came here to say. And that gets born without having an agenda, without having a script. So no, I'm not going to teach you scripts. And I'm not going to teach you things that are going to make you part of the white noise. I'm going to teach you through this process how to align with yourself, how to find the courage. And that's why I said having these dance parties is actually going to wind up being a very crucial part of this process. 
because you'll notice that the songs that I choose and the words that I choose are really, really there for you to help you unleash. Because in the song we just listened to, Goliath, they say, I'm not going to be silent. I'm going to start a riot. I need you to come to a place where you wake up in the morning and you're ready to roar. You wake up in the morning and you've had enough. You wake up in the morning and you're about to boil over. You wake up in the morning and you won't be silent anymore. And it's for the people, those 12,000 people who clicked on this experience and didn't actually take the baton. And we see this every time. And the truth is that we always cap it right around this amount. And so this was really perfect for us as well. But the truth is that there are so many people who want so badly to reach for a greater tomorrow and they won't. And they won't because they are so caught in the momentum of their own resistance and what they really continue to tell themselves is not possible. So we are going to create incredible amounts of light. Each one of us picture like that lantern lighting ceremony at the end of the movie Tangled. It's like each one of us is like lifting these lights. And each one of these lights goes on for miles and miles and miles in ways that you don't even know how it's lit the way for somebody else. So I am so excited. And it really doesn't matter if your show is about something that you just find so fun and enjoyable or if it's about something that really has to do with human rights, because all of these things are really about intimacy. And all of these things are really about creating a place for there to be long form conversations and places where people actually connect. And when people connect, even if they're connecting around scrapbooking, they wind up becoming friends. They wind up making a community. And in that community, it becomes so much more about the people than it is about the activity and about anything else. They fall in love with the person. They fall in love with a part of themselves, but that person lights up in them. And so just want to um, salute you for being here. It is so important. And may the courage and may the light that we all continue to have as our intention really go and and touch people who might not have the courage right now or even the luxury of wi-fi to even begin a podcast so here we are it's like such a treat i also want to say and this is something i i always talk about at the beginning of any journey is the dip i want to talk about it at the beginning of the journey because every time we go through any process there is going to be a dip and what I like to do is talk about it at the beginning so that we anticipate it, so that we're ready for it. And what I mean by that is you're going to hit your own resistance. There's going to be things that come up that feel frustrating. You're going to want to bow out of the process. And this is just human behavior. If you were going to learn Mandarin or you were going to learn the ukulele or you were going to start becoming a parent of a newborn, you're going to have moments where you start to feel overwhelmed where you start to question if you can do this, where you start to question if this is something that's even possible and why were you crazy enough to think that you could be a part of something like this? I hit the dip all of the time. There's so many aspects of my life where I will hit a dip and say, am I insane? Why did I think I could make this happen? So what we do is we anticipate it. We say, I got you. I know you're coming. And so I want you to think about right now how that might present itself to you. So might your dip look like, take a guess. Oh my gosh, I just don't have time for this. Might that be your dip? You could write that down if that's yours. Might your dip be, oh my God, 
I don't like the way I sound. I don't know enough to do this. Might it be about self-doubt? Might your dip be about someone in your life? Oh, you know, I keep mentioning this to my sister and she gives me a side eye and I feel stupid. Is that going to be your dip? Is your dip going to be, I'm so bad at tech. This is like learning Japanese and I cannot do this. What is going to be your dip? What is going to come up for you? Because it's going to come for you. And now what we're going to do right now is we're going to make a decision that we're going to move through the dip. If you look at successful people, they had the same amount of failures, but they stayed on the road longer. Success and failure is the same road. One person just stays on it longer. One person has what Angela Duckworth is calling grit. You got to get gritty, right? It's successful people. They have grit. They're not smarter than anybody else. They don't have more money than anyone else. I know that one we want to believe. No, Howard Schultz had the money. No, he grew up in public housing, but he's gritty. He's real gritty. And I said to this man on my podcast, that's a great one to listen to. How did you build Starbucks? And he said, well, it's easy to talk about building Starbucks when I had all the wind under my sails. But the real reason I built Starbucks was because when the wind was against me and those moments come, those are the moments I leaned in. Those are the moments I showed up. And he said, growing up, actually living in public housing with no money actually helped him very much because he was not unfamiliar with being uncomfortable. He was gritty. So type a one in the chat if you're going to commit to being gritty in this process. So I want you guys to look at all these people making a loud commitment because honestly, you think you come here to start a podcast. You come here to find the greatest inside of yourself. You come here because you wanted Colleen and myself to kick your butt because there was something about us that you thought was genuine and you thought might actually get you to who you really are, to that next little big rung in this whole journey of who you are, okay? So now we're going to anticipate one more thing that we're going to dive in. This is really important though. You'll look back and say, oh, I'm I'm now really clear why she started that class that way. So we talked about what might come up for you, but now let's talk about what we're going to do about it. When it happens and you start to feel, who am I to do this? What are you going to do? What are you going to tell yourself? What activity will you practice? What will you do? When it comes up and you start to feel like you're not good at the tech and you're ready to throw in the whole towel because you can't figure out how to upload something, what are you going to do? Let's figure that out now. So they say that the most successful people are the most resourceful people. And what that means is you don't need to be the best editor because you have resourcefulness. You can do a thousand things. One thing you can do that I did when I first started is I would open up a YouTube video and stop and start it while I broke my teeth learning to edit a video. And that one video on YouTube that I watched and stopped and started and stopped and started and stopped and started helped me learn how to do it. And after about 45 minutes, which felt like an eternity, I knew how to edit every video. Being resourceful. What else can you do? You can show up on Emma's calls. You can ask Emma questions. You can touch on the people who are going to be in your pod, right? There's another resource. 
And eventually there's other things you can do as well because there are people who can edit for you. But that's, again, the last thing that I said on my list because you don't need to go right to that. You don't need to go right to that. There's also not overthinking it. There's also saying done is better than perfect. This is the best it's going to be for now. And right now is okay because we often think that we want a million listeners right away. No, you don't because you want a chance to get good at what you're doing. You look back and say, I'm so glad I only had 16, 48, 600 listeners in my first six months because when those real big crowds started rolling in, I was ready. And so maybe it's actually another thing to say, I'm just going to get this done. And maybe if there's heart in it and there's love in it, maybe it won't matter so much how perfect it is. So what are you going to do when these things come up? I want you to make a decision right now about what you're going to do. Because if what you're going to do is come through this process, having made this commitment to do this, having spent the money to do this, and then just leaving it up to chance that you will be inspired the whole way through, I'm telling you that you won't be. I'm telling you that you won't be because you're going to grow. And we don't grow eating cake sitting on a couch. You know how we grow? You get on the gym. You get on the floor of the gym, you ride that treadmill, you get on the Pilates reformer. Well, when you do that, it doesn't feel good all the time. But what it's doing is it's stretching you. You're growing new muscles. And so that's going to happen in this process. When you look at Fred Astaire, he looks like he's just making it happen in one take. Take his tap shoes off. Look at his feet. They're bruised. They're bloody. He's smiling the whole way. Why? He overcame himself. He overcame himself, right? The people who you look at, you admire, whether they're podcasting or they're writing music, their fingers are calloused. They're staying in it. They're overcoming themselves. That's an incredible quality that you can then apply to anything. So we're making a decision today on the first day that this dip is already coming. We've already decided not going to, not going to hold you down. Seth Godin wrote a book on the dip. It's about 75 pages. He told his publisher, this is a really important book. They said, we're not publishing it. It's a pamphlet. It's not a book. He said, it's a book. They published it. It was one of his best-selling books. And if you want to read about this dip, you can read that book. You can give it to a friend when you're done. It'll probably help them very much in their life. So we're going to make a decision that the dip is coming. We're going to anticipate it. And because we anticipate it, we're going to get to the other side. Part of what's going to happen as you move through this program We will be adding things to this program. We have a certain way and time when we add extra things, but you will be put into pods at a certain point. Those pods will be people who are helping you get through your dip. And when you have that kind of support and that kind of accountability, it is almost impossible to fall back. We need each other to get us out of the spiral in our mind. So just know that we've already dealt with you. All right, the dip, we've got it. We know what we're doing. We're going to be resourceful. We're going to come back to all of the things that help us to come back into alignment. And we already know it's coming, so it's not going to affect us. Yeah, RIP to the dip. Love that. All right, so we're going to dive in. And now I'm just going to tell you because I've done this so many times with so many people teaching so many things. As I speak today, you're going to hit your dip. Some of you are going to hit your dip. You're going to say, this is overwhelming. There's so many things that she's saying. I want to take notes upon notes upon notes. So I want to tell you one thing that's helpful in taking notes. Are you ready? There's taking notes, okay, which is maybe writing down something that you heard me say. But then even more important than taking notes is making notes. Making notes is, 
this is what I just said, but what you heard is I have to make time today to meditate because what she said that it reminded me that my self-talk isn't going very well and that's got to happen. Or she just said this, so I'm going to make myself a note that I'm going to brainstorm these titles with my husband later tonight. I'm going to set aside time to see if we can make this happen. Making notes is really important. And as I go through all of this information, just know you have lifetime access to come back and go through all of this content. For some of you, you're going to come out on the other side of three months and you're going to have 10 shows recorded. You're going to have your trailer up. You're going to have a whole marketing plan. You're going to have an engaged audience by then. For some of you, you're not because you do it at a different pace. Okay. My husband went to law school. I think he is as slow as watching the grass grow. It's hard for me to watch him do anything. It's hard for me to watch him shop for a toaster. It's hard for me to watch him prepare for anything he's doing because he has to be methodical and he has to do it his own way. So he has better equipment for his podcast than I have ever had. And that's because he took three months to research a microphone, which would have caused me such high blood pressure because I have to do things messy. So everybody is in a different place. And instead of being overwhelmed that I'm giving you a lot of information, please remember what I said at the beginning of this call. It's in the residence. It's in the being genuine. If you don't get all of these bells and whistles done, but you have the courage to get on a mic and chat with somebody else in a way that feels resonant, you're going to change the world for yourself, for that person, and for the 15 people who listen. And that's really how simple this is. So today we're going to go through some different pieces. Instead of being overwhelmed by it, again, just realize I was not an A student until college. In college, I did graduate, magna cum laude. But in high school and elementary school, and here's the thing, C's get degrees, okay? And I love having C students because C students are in beta. They're iterating. And that's really the way that you're going to wind up being in a place where you make something that you're proud of. You get something going. You have something to edit. You have more than the person who's staring at the page because they want it to be perfect. So I'm going to start teaching you some things today. And I'm going to kind of go through a few different pieces. Are you guys clear? Are you ready? Okay, great. So where I want to start today is I want to start with your podcast trailer. How many of you, I saw many of you already did this, type a one in the chat if you already did a podcast trailer. So many of you have done it. Amazing. Great. Here's the cool thing about podcast trailers. Just like anything in life, you can redo them. You can already go with the one that you have. I don't really care so much about it being perfect, but a podcast trailer is only two or three minutes. So if there's something that you hear today that you decide you want to change, fine, go change it. It's really not so hard to change it. All right. So let's talk about why a podcast trailer is so important. My friend Mel Robbins just started a podcast and people are already subscribing and people are already reviewing it. And guess what? The first episode drops October 6th. Let's use this as a model for a second. What does that mean? The first episode drops October 6th and she is already uh, at the top of the podcast charts. And she already has, uh, last time I checked, she had 972 reviews, which means by now she probably has over a thousand. How's that happening? It's happening because she posted a trailer. She posted a trailer. And guess what, you guys? This exact same thing happened to me and I did not have the notoriety that Mel Robbins has. Mel Robbins has 2 million Instagram followers and she has written a couple of New York Times bestselling books. And when I started, I had zero Instagram followers. I had no bestselling books and I still wound up 
number three on the podcast charts total global. And I still wound up with a lot of reviews. How did it happen? I did it the exact same way. So here's what you have to know. The algorithm is such on podcasts that they're going to push you to the tippy tippy top, depending on how many subscribers you have in a 24 hour period. So once her show starts going and you start, you know, it starts to get into its actual groove week after week after week after week after week. There might not be as many subscribers each day because it might be that what's happening now is she's sort of preheating the oven, right? She's telling people about it. So these, these podcast listeners are coming and they're coming and they're coming and that matters to the algorithm. So little me, we were like number three on the podcast chart. My little don't keep your day job. My podcast artwork has changed so many times and it was so different then and so basic. And we still got to the top of the charts. So how did that happen? Same way that I'm going to teach you right now. So you're going to take your trailer. Okay. And we're going to talk about what needs to happen and how this is going to happen for you to put it up on the Apple platform and all the other platforms. But when you put that trailer up, you're going to start talking about this podcast and you're going to start telling everybody, oh my gosh, this podcast is here. So here's what needs to happen for you to have that happen. Podcast trailer, podcast name, podcast artwork. And guess what? You can change the name later. You can change the artwork 50,000 times. So can we get that done? Of course, right? So we're going to create a podcast trailer. And it's going to be two or three minutes long. And we're going to have it up so that people can start getting into it. Now, what I would say is, I think people often are very busy. So I wouldn't put up a podcast trailer today and have your first episode go live in January. I think that's too much time in between. If you notice Mel Robbins, and I did the same thing, she posted this about a week ago, and her first episode is dropping October 6th. So that's really a nice amount of time. That's a nice amount of time to say, hey guys, this is happening. First episode drops October 6th. We got about two weeks. Let's get excited. Let's get started. And then they don't forget, oh yeah, I subscribed to that thing seven months ago and now it finally comes out. So we can wait on this. If you decide that you want your podcast to launch in January, we can post this at the beginning of December. We can post this at the beginning of January and drop your first episode mid-January. But this is a process that we are going to back our way into. Instead of working hard, we're going to work smart. We're going to start working smart in our life, okay? So creating a podcast trailer. Now, what should be in the podcast trailer? Five things, five quick things. Who are you? Number two, what's this podcast about? Number three, what can listeners expect from your podcast? Number four, why did you start a podcast? And number five, what do you hope people will get from listening? So it might be something like this. Hi, I'm Kathy Heller. And this podcast is about how every person deserves to feel like they are expressed. And instead of having a job, you do your life's work. What you can expect is conversations with you about what's possible with other people who have been able to get paid to be who they are. I started this podcast because I was just like you. I felt like my dreams were dying inside of me and I was a creative person who wanted to get paid for what I did, but wasn't sure I could. And I hope that what you'll get from listening to this podcast is the real evidence that you can go ahead and be who you are 
and get paid to do what you do so you never work a day in your life. Now, literally, I just made that up on the spot, but I have some practice, but that would be an example of what my trailer might be. That's it, okay? I might actually also then say, you can expect that this podcast will drop once a week. My show actually comes out two or three times a week, but you guys can decide. You can even change that. I've changed that about 15 times. Sometimes it's once a week. Sometimes it's every day. Sometimes it's three times a week. It's all good. I would say at minimum, it needs to be once a week. And you can then say on your trailer, our first episode is going to drop January 15th. And we will be with you every Wednesday or every Tuesday. And we can't wait. Please subscribe and review. We'd love to hear from you. Okay. So we have kind of like a outline, a template for you to play with so that you can make this, make this your own. But remember that you want to have a call to action. It's really nice to have one simple call to action. Like, I hope you enjoy this. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends. If you feel like sharing this on Instagram, you can tag me. I'd love to see and send you a DM to say thank you. I mean, whatever you want to do, but a call to action is really nice to just remind people to subscribe and to share. Okay. Now, speaking of sharing it, one of the things we really want you to get in the habit of doing is getting feedback. The feedback is the answer key. The feedback is so important. And so we want to invite people into this process. And we want you to be detectives. We want you to be in the lab. We want you to find the pleasure in the creative process by enjoying looking at things and seeing how other people are responding to them. Because ultimately, as Seth Godin taught me, this is about radical empathy. For you to have something that people want to listen to, it's about them thinking this is something that they need and want in their life. And so we don't do this in a vacuum. So one thing that we suggest is something that I do with everything that I do, but this is something that you will do with everything in your life, which is ask for feedback from others. And so one thing that we think would be really helpful is if you were to record the trailer, and again, you can record it literally the way I've recorded every trailer, including the one that I use today, which is to use the voice memo app on my phone, which came native to my phone. It's a free application and I click on it and then I click the record button and I record it just like this. It is unbelievable, the quality of this microphone. It is incredible. So you can literally record right into your phone. Once you record it on your phone, it's going to give you the three dots and that three dots has a menu. And when you click on it, you can literally share that three minutes over text with three friends. And you can say, hey, Melissa, I know you're busy. If you can't do this, totally get it. But starting a podcast, I'd love your feedback. I'd love to know, is this interesting? Was it clear? Do you understand what this show is about? Is this something you would listen to? Now, before I just choose Melissa randomly, I would choose the person who I think might be somewhat interested in this topic. So if your show is about Christianity, you might want to choose one of your friends who likes to go to Bible study, right? Because she might be your market. If your show is indeed about organizing, you might want to choose one of your friends who's really into decluttering and loves Marie Kondo and send it to her. But I think this is an important piece of the game. For all things going forward, you are going to be having not a monologue, but a dialogue. You're going to start to realize that right away, you're making this for other people. And so it's imperative that you get people to taste this and say, "Mm, I like it, but the texture's off or the cinnamon is too much. Like we need to get people into this process. So 
we have you texting a few people and getting their feedback. So you can email it to your friends. You can text it to friends. You can even post that audio clip on your social media and your Facebook page, let's say, on your own profile, your personal profile, just to hear what people say. And you could tag a few friends and say, you know, Chris, what do you think? You know, Catherine, what do you think? People, by the way, love giving their opinion. So what's really cool is a really a win-win. You get to get some feedback and people get to feel like you care about what they have to say, which hopefully you do. So we think that might be a really good suggestion. Now, let's talk about naming your podcast. There's a lot of times where people have an amazing show and they don't get a lot of listeners because people don't know what it is. And it's hard to click on something unless it grabs our attention, right? So Colleen, why don't you tell them about finding a name? Where do you want to start with this? What do you think is one of the most important things to consider? So the first thing I will say is we don't have to crazy overthink it. Because again, Kathy and I really want you as you go through this process to notice those moments when you get overly caught up in your head and we start spinning our wheels. So I always just want that to sort of be in the background as you're moving through any of these elements and any of these pieces. But one area to sort of start by thinking about is what's it going to do for your listeners by listening, right? People are self-serving in a beautiful way in the sense that we get excited when we get to grow. We get excited when there's something new and cool for us to experience this that supports us in moving in a direction that we think is exciting. And so when you're able to name your show something that helps people realize how it can serve them or enrich their world or make things, you know, brighter or more cheery, right? If I want to be a cookie baking goddess, well, I might tune into the cookie baking goddess show, right? And it's very clear to me that that name is going to help me learn more about baking cookies and, you know, cool cookie recipes and all of that. So think about ways that you can pull words together that kind of capture the essence of what it is or why people would want to listen to the show. And I want you guys to remember that, again, we're all marketers, okay? If you're a parent, you're in the marketing business. If you want your kids to eat vegetables, you got to learn how to market. What does that mean? You have to learn how to speak their language so they actually are going to eat the asparagus. And that doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. You're actually doing something very right. It is important that we get out of ourselves and think about what people want. And we need to give people what we we need to sell them on what they want and then also give them what they need, right? And so if I know that my daughter is not going to eat vegetables, but I make zucchini muffins, I'll just tell her I made muffins and they're delicious. Why does she have to know that there's zucchini and all these other things in them that she's going to tell me she doesn't want? The other day we were at my friend Jenny's and she was making vegan hot dogs and she was telling the kids, they're this, you think you'll like them. And her husband goes, just tell them there's hot dogs. Go get a hot dog, right? Like figure it out. You know, we can just give people what it is that they want. So often when we are titling a challenge that we're doing, we'll say like, it's your turn to podcast. If I were to talk about all of the immaterial, spiritual, psychological things that I have to teach, you know what people would say? I don't need that. And the only thing that people actually say that they're jumping up and down about after they finish one of my free launches is, oh my God, I mean, there was a tremendous amount of information about the concrete thing called podcasting, but what I actually came away with is something that I just don't even know how to express because it was something called love, truth, integrity, right? That's got to be there. 
that's got to really be what you're selling. Really, the only thing for, for sale really is love and truth. Okay. And what people do is they want to be guided towards something that they want. And then really, they don't know how to tell you what they really want, but what they really want is connection and a, and a greater sense of possibility and fun and expression. And those are the things that you're going to just show up and deliver in spades. Okay. But it's going to serve you to get over your ego about this and use the words that they use, right? Use the words that they use around this topic because those are the things. And anyway, you want the people who really need this, right? Not necessarily the people who are already could do this show themselves. And so you want to reach out to the people who really need this. And so you want to be specific. And people will say, well, I don't want to be specific because if I'm so specific, what if I go off topic? This is your show, okay? So I want you to tell me anybody who does anything that is so specific, it never goes off topic. It is all on topic because it's a part of you. It's a part of what you find interesting and fascinating. So I have a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. There are so many episodes on my show where you would come away and say, she didn't even mention a job. Like, I don't even know why this is in the career section. What does this have to do with careers? But for me, don't keep your day job is a euphemism for setting down all of the things in our life that feel mundane and out of alignment. And so my show explores entrepreneurship, but it, it really explores purpose. It really explores all of the ways in which we can be fully in resonance. And so sometimes I'm just going to sit with Deepak Chopra or Marianne Williamson, because for me, that is really the underbelly, right? If you remember when we watched um, The Karate Kid back in the 80s, it's amazing to me when people are born in the 2000s and I just don't get that that is a real thing. And it's like, yeah, they, they missed all of that. Oh, yeah, right. That's right. I, I, I'm older now. But in this movie, The Karate Kid, what happens is... Daniel says to Mr. Miyagi that he's having a really hard time with the boys at school and he wants to learn karate. And Mr. Miyagi says, I'll teach it to you. And he says, great. And what happens? He goes to his house and he tells him to sand the floor. He says, okay, I guess this is the cost of doing business with this old man. And then he comes back and he tells him to paint the fence. And uh, he's a little pissed off, but he does it. And then he tells him to wax the cars. And then he's had it. And his shoulders are killing him. And he's in pain. And he starts to feel really taken advantage of. And he says to him, I mean, what's up, old man? I washed your cars. I sanded your deck and I painted your fence. When are you going to teach me karate? And what happened? He says, show me paint the fence. Show me, sand the floor. Show me, wax the car. And he realizes he just learned karate, right? So why are you so sure that everything that lights you up and everything that makes you feel excited is off topic? It's all on topic. If you're doing a show about organizing and then you interview Marie Kondo and all she wants to talk about is joy, you realize how much that is 
the pathway to organizing. So what we have to do, instead of being so worried, we get so concerned about all the things that we want to be seen for. And it's so hard to title things because we want everything about us to be in the title. I am telling you today, as sure as we sit here, make a title instead that is so grabby that gives the person the karate. Tell them, this is your karate class. And then if you want to teach them to paint the fence or what joy is about or really having the resilience and what balance really is, because karate, it turns out, is all about balance, then you teach them about balance. No one's interested in two-dimensional mediocrity. No one wants it anyway. So get out of there. Instead, know that you're doing them a service. Tell them it's muffins. Put the zucchini in it. They'll be so grateful you put zucchini in it because they'll understand later. That's actually what's going to make them less hungry in an hour because there's actually something nutrition inside of the muffin. But they don't need to be explained that at the front. So don't don't go out of your way and say, no, no, I'm doing a podcast called joy and this and that. And it's really about decluttering. Tell them it's about decluttering. That's what they want. People don't buy processes. They buy results. They buy outcomes. Make a catchy title. Do it for them. Do it because you actually care about them. And don't make it big. Don't say, this is the Kathy Heller show. This is my show. It's about me. Well, guess what? I don't know the words, Kathy Heller. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that represents. Why would I click on that? Right? At a certain point, people know who you are and you click on it. When Joe Rogan started his podcast, it was a wild, wild west. There's nobody with a podcast. There's like 17 people in the world about a podcast. You can call your podcast whatever you want. You went to the app and you scroll down and that's as many podcasts as exist, right? Call it what you want. But really, you're going to lose people. It's going to cost you time and money and it's going to cost you impact to be vague. Colleen, anything you want to say about that? Yeah, I think another thing just to keep in mind is don't make it too, too wordy. Like often like four to five words max is all you need. So when you're playing... You can play with phrases. You can look for inspiration. You can look on Amazon for books on like the topics and just notice like what kinds of words are out there and play with what you're drawn to. You can look at other podcasts that already exist for inspiration and ideas, right? And you'll come to something. And again, we're going to keep like echoing this over and over and over again, but it doesn't, we don't want you not to move until you feel like, oh my gosh, it's not quite perfect. I'm not quite sure. Is it quite perfect? Is it quite perfect? Is it quite perfect? Like, Done is better than perfect. And you can change your podcast name and you don't lose anything at any point in any time. Okay, you can keep the same feed, all the same episodes, all the same ratings. Everything gets to fluctuate and change. So not only can you grow and evolve, but you don't need to like hold yourself at the starting line until you're 100% committed that this feels like beyond in this moment. Like just try and lean in a little bit to something that feels like, yeah, okay, I can run with this for now. And then just go. Yeah. And a hundred percent, you can change it. Uh, absolutely. You won't lose any of the downloads. You won't lose the impressions. You won't lose your spot on the algorithm. You can change it and change it and change it. I want you to think about when you're creating a show, when you're creating a title, when you're creating a trailer, when you're creating this whole experience. I want you to ask yourself a very simple question that we sometimes forget to ask, which is what kind of a show do you like to listen to? Right. A lot of times people say things like, I, I sent an email and no one opened it. And I said, is it the kind of email you would want to read? And they're 
actually, no, it was very boring. Like, great. They don't want to read it either. Right. So my friend, Laura Belgray, when it comes to emails, she created something called an EFAB, which she calls an email from a bestie. Like when you're reading this email, it's the kind of email you want to read. It's like the kind of email you would get from a best friend. When you're creating a podcast, same thing. Why would you create something that's not the kind of show you would want to listen to? So make it the kind of show you would want to listen to. So if that, if that means you interview people and at the end of every episode, you ask them what's their favorite reality show and it feels like it's out of nowhere, but that's really something that you just find appealing. Even if the person is talking about philosophy and you're like, but PS, what's your most mindless TV show? Then make that show, make it that way. So I think the appeal in my show is that this is the kind of show I want to listen to. I don't want to listen to scripted shows. I don't want to listen to perfect people. I don't think any person wants a prescription. I don't think there's any person who really wants somebody who just prescribes advice and they walk away with that. I think what we really want is connection. We want to feel like there's somebody else who gets us, that we're not alone, that somebody else is willing to be vulnerable and share and ask the kinds of questions that we're all asking together. And I think one thing that's really important being a podcaster or creating any kind of content is changing your mindset from look at me to come with me. It's not look at me, look at me, look at, look at where I am. I'm top of the mountain. That's not interesting. Come with me is much more interesting. Come with me is I don't have all the answers, but I want to find out. Let's go together. Come with me is I'm really still in the search for meaning. I'm in search for how can you be an entrepreneur? I'm in the search for, is everybody truly creative? Is everybody truly capable? What are the different ways? I want to know. I am curious about that question. Well, that's me. I'm on this journey with you. So my listeners can feel that sincerity. It's not like, hey, it's Cappy Heller. I'm so glad you're back. Welcome, welcome. So let me tell you again what to do. Here's the advice. Here's the evidence. You need to do this. If you do this, that's it, guys. I mean, that's going to be the end for you. Um, I have all the answers. I'm so glad you came because it's, it's, it's a lot of pressure to walk around with all the answers. No. Instead, I'm like, hey, this is what I'm sorting through. And this is what I'm curious about. And this is what's waking me up at night. And this is what's breaking my heart. And this is what my questions are. And I want to know your questions. And I want to take your questions. And I want to walk towards some answers together, right? That's it. That's the answer. So do you need to be perfect? Do you need to be an expert? No, I think that's very boring. Think about the people in your life who you find the most interesting. They're not the people who walk in the room and say, I'm so glad you've gathered because I'm here and I can tell you things because I have the truth. No, there are people who are vulnerable. There are people who are sometimes, you know, willing to look at their own brokenness. And I think that we lean into that. So. This gets to be an opportunity for you to enjoy your life a little bit and see what it feels like to have one part of your life, maybe, where you don't have it all together, where you're um, a human becoming. You're just figuring it out. And that love and that sincerity, it just breaks through the noise. You know, interesting is something we know from science. It's, it's awesome to me when you see things in science and then you see them in sort of an immaterial, emotional, spiritual, psychological realm. And that is the frequency carries information. 
its frequency. So this is an iPhone and Lord knows, I, I want to get the new one actually now, but, um, they spend a lot of time on this piece of equipment, right? People pay for it, line up for it. And even with all the apps, even with all of the things, if there is no Wi-Fi, what do I have? If there's no cell reception or Wi-Fi reception, this is a very bad paperweight. It's useless. It's the frequency that carries the information. If you think about frequency, that's how it works. Any information, right? Whether it's on a record, whether it's Morse code, whether it's sonar, it's the frequency that carries the information. And so what we see a lot is a lot of things and a lot of movement and a lot of action with very little frequency. So what's modeled for you everywhere is people doing a lot of things, spending a lot of energy without actual energy coming through. And the information then doesn't... So you could have a perfect design. You could have templates. You could have a YouTube channel. You could have all the right SEO functions set up, hashtags, and nothing. And then you say, you see how hard it is? You see how hard it is? You see how hard it is? And you start beating a drum and telling me, look at the evidence, look at the evidence, look at the evidence. But frequency carries information. If I was sitting here with you today and I was telling you the same information that anyone would really tell you, because really there's, there's only a certain amount of information that goes into any particular process, it wouldn't necessarily make the same amount of impact on you. It's the resonance. It's you can see, you can see it and you can feel it more to the point. Like Kathy's really, she's really invested today. She really cares. She's really embodying all the things that she's saying. And so. That's what's happening because I'm going to tell you something. Words don't teach. Words don't teach. Nobody learns because there's words. In fact, if you told me the three people who changed your life the most, three people who've said things that you actually heard, you will find you had heard those things already many, 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 many times. The reason you actually heard them in those moments is because what was not in the words, it was in the resonance. It was in the goodness. It was in the character. It was in the embodiment. So when you have that, these things that you're so worried about, the sound of the show, the way it looks, it matters so much less than the frequency. You can have YouTube. You can have this. You can have that. You can have email. It's what's in the email. It's what's behind the email. It's the intention behind it. You can feel it even in type, even in a font, even with just looking at words. You can feel the person's resonance. How many times have you gotten a text and you go, ooh, it's like, it's just words. It's like, well, you can feel the frequency. You know it, you know it in the speed, you know it in the gif they choose, you know it in so many things because we live in a vibrational world. We live in a world that is actually made more of music than it is of actual physical objects. That's really true. Amazing. The more you look into that. So what people are going to get from your podcast is in the sound of your voice. It's in the speed of your voice, right? Sometimes they're going to feel your resonance because you slowed down. Sometimes they're going to feel your resonance because when you're so enthusiastic, you're going to speed up. So it's going to matter more that you're excited and that you are connected than it is that we get all of these things right. Well, I hope that you got something from that. Here are the takeaways. Number one. 
What we do as podcasters is we learn how to listen and we learn how to make space and we learn how to be silent. And in that silence, we create the most powerful exchange. Number two, make a decision that you're going to move through the dip. Every successful person had failures, but they stayed in it longer than most people. They stay past the dip. Success and failure are on the same road. Number three, don't overthink in. Done is better than perfect. Number four, the feedback is so important. Invite people into the process. Find pleasure in the creative process. Enjoy looking into things so that you can see what's working and what's not. That really is radical empathy. Number five, it's not look at me, it's come with me. Number six, you don't have to have it all together. Enjoy that you are a human becoming. Number seven, frequency carries information. It's the resonance. It's going to matter more that you're excited and that you're connected more than the information is the resonance. Thank you so much for listening. I am always so blown away that you are here with me, helping me create this beautiful community. You are really the best. We have so many great episodes coming up. So whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please subscribe. And if this episode or any episode has touched you or inspired you, please leave us a review because it is a phenomenal way to help this show. And lastly is to remind you of two things. Number one, if you want to join me for the free training next week, Monday through Thursday, I'll be live every day. You can learn with me how you can create a successful podcast of your own. I just think that there is so much room for you to tell your story and what could happen. What if you inspired one or two people a day because you shared your story? It'd be worth it, wouldn't it? If you changed the life of one person every episode, how's that not worth it? If you want to join me for that boot camp, go to kathyheller.com slash bootcamp and you can join me. It's free. There's already over 8,000 people signed up. We are going to have so much fun. I'll be live with you starting Monday. And also, I'm doing a retreat in September. And you can join me by going to kathyheller.com slash retreat. We have about 10 spots left and we would love to see you there to meditate with you and to design what really needs to be your life to stop settling and really allow yourself to expand into what you came here to create. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song and I'll talk to you soon. Have an amazing weekend. I've got a new pair of wings. gonna do incredible things I'm ready for my big adventure this is my moment to treasure I've got a new pair of wings here I go I'm gonna fly away look at the clouds below and now I'm on my way
wanna fly away. Look at the clouds below, and now I'm on my way. I feel like I'm 16 again. I feel like anything can happen. I feel like there's nothing I can't do.